everybody, and welcome to Good, Wise, and Wonderful Sessions. I'm Jessica Francavilla, and today we're talking about my favorite topic, which is talking about your people or your closest circle or your tribe. And I am here with mine today, and I'm really excited to introduce you to all of them. So fair warning, there may be some adult language in this one. It just is part of the deal. Um, and so before I introduce everybody, I just want to tell you that the three women that you're going to hear from today are my closest advisors and my confidence in life, confidants in life. Excuse me. We're drinking mimosas also, so heads up on that. Um, but they, these three women are the people that really remind me when I'm lost that I will be found again and that no matter how many times in my life that I have been knocked down or taken to an incredibly dark place, that they're, they're, they're going to be there with me through it all. And they have been. They have been there through some of the most devastating times in my life. Um, they are my truth when I forget it and and or when I'm too prideful to acknowledge it. Um, they are always there with empathy and with humor and with practical wisdom. And they are the people that I feel the most at home around. They are my soul home. Um, they make me laugh. Sometimes they make me cry. They are my courage when I can't find it. And they are my sanity when I have lost it, which happens more often than you'd think. Um, they are also my family. So these are my three cousins. I'm the oldest of 13 cousins. They are sisters. The three of them are sisters. So um, they have graciously allowed me into their wild tribe over the course of my life. Um, and so without further ado, I want to introduce um, Megan who is now Megan Downs, um, Allie, who's the middle, Megan is the oldest, Allie is the middle, and Maddie, who is the youngest. And I thought, because um, it's important to get to know them first before we start jumping into all the mayhem, that you should know that we are all and have always been really in wildly different life stages. And part of the reason that the support works so well is that we don't have to be going through the same thing or have gone through the same thing to support each other. Um, and I think the best place to start is to just let each of these crazy-ass women go through kind of a minute of where they are in their lives. And um, I'll go last. So, Meg, I'll let you start. Um, <laughs> Megan, I well, I am 36, and as I said, I'm the oldest cousin. And, Megan, you are? I am 32. Ooh, girl. And I guess I'm the old married broad, the boring suburbanite. New <laughs> mom. Oh <my> new <laughs> mom. So I have a two-month-old and married my college sweetheart. So we've been married for five years, recently moved back to the burbs, boomeranged back to my hometown, dragged the hubby along. And I am right now navigating having a new person in, in my life. And seeing the impact that he has on the rest of you is one of the coolest aspects of being a new parent. And I'm going back to work soon, so I've got a lot of figuring out to do on how to navigate that new stage in my life, but it's pretty, pretty cool stage I'm in right now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Allie girl. Where, so Allie, just so, cause you guys can't see Allie is Skyping in from Brooklyn, New York at the moment. So if she cuts in and out, you're going to hear us desperately try to get her back while chugging mimosas. Allie, yeah. <laughs> let's see what's going on with you. <laughs> I'm Allie. I am 2930 in a month. Woo-hoo. And I think I might have laryngitis or it's just all that clean living I've been doing uh, with raspy voice. I mean, it's always raspy, but this is extreme. Um, I'm living in New York. I moved here uh, in November just a couple months ago. Um, year to live a bunch of different places. I was in a long relationship for about six years, was 
set free and really, <laughs> <laughs> really took it and ran with it. Um, so for me, this it's been a really interesting experience. This is the first time in my life I've really felt settled. It's the first time I've been really single since I was 22 years old. And it's destroying me in the <laughs> best way. I'm having a great time, but I'm also navigating kind of finding who I am now as this 29-year-old woman and um, starting a totally new career as well um, in a new city and kind of trying to do it all on my own. So it's uh, it's been an adventure. And we're staring at you in your new apartment in Brooklyn, and Maddie let us know that your view is stunning. Can you describe oh, yeah. to us what you're seeing out your window? Yes. Oh, glad. Well, living in New York is just so glamorous. Um, I live in a very a small apartment with my best friend, and every morning I look outside and I say good morning to the garbage cans just <laughs> in my window. Um, it's beautiful. It's Sometimes lovely. I wake, wake up to rats rummaging. Oh, it's so glamorous. You must Nature. Visit. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Maddie girl, tell us about what's going on in your, how old you are and what's going on in your world. Hey, I'm Maddie. Uh, I'm 27 and quarter life crises exist because I'm going through it. Um, Basically, in the course of a month, I have um, my relationship with my long-term person who we at one point were talking, you know, engagement, children, has ended I have also quit the job that I worked in um, for five years since I graduated college. I am moving, and uh, I'm a shambles woman. (laughs) The thing, though, is that it's all been my choice. All of my decisions have led me here, which is very interesting. Um, They just all coalesced at once. That's how it goes. So I'm kind of insane right now, but in a beautiful way. and just like kind of making a lot of mistakes, but in in uh, it's cool. We'll see where we go. Oh, and I'm going to be moving to New York uh, in a month to pursue a new part time job, which I'm really excited about. But it's part time, so I basically have thrown all my eggs in one basket, and I'm gonna I'm coming in hot, and I'll figure it out. Well, me and the garbage babies are here to welcome you. <laughs> Hello, my garbage babies. <laughs> and what's funny is both you and Allie have at different times gone through this quarter life crisis as have I, as have Jess. Yep. (laughs) We might've had a couple in there somewhere, (laughs) but each time you two have gone through it, uh, You've ended up on my couch at one point or another with a bunch of alcohol and a lot of tears that quickly turn into laughter. But each of you have turned to me at one point and been, is this what a quarter life crisis is? And then we agree, yes. And then we drink some more and go running down the street in the rain in Allie's case or in Maddie's case, we go do some damage at the mall. And (laughs) Megan had to deal with me crying in a Claire as well. I'm trying to be like, would I look good with a nose piercing? And I'm trying to buy fake nose piercing. Let's not forget, we went to Claire's because I wanted to get a fake nose ring to just test drive it. (laughs) Oh, what a wild new mom move. <laughs> Jess, you were right. Ten years ago, I said, "Oh, I might think about getting a nose piercing." You go, "You can't pull it off." You were absolutely <laughs> right. Here's the brutal a, honesty. Here's of- the thing. To be fair, we bought fake ear earrings and then attempted to use them in our noses, and they didn't quite work. I don't think <laughs> I had the right. This happened. Why wasn't I consulted? <laughs> it was about two weeks ago, and you were busy being a fritz in New York. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, Speaking of which, Ali, you can't see this for those of you at home. Uh, Megan's husband and the new baby just came in the room, and this kid is like the light of everyone's life. But the kid doesn't have any pants on, and I'm worried there's something happens. (laughs) (laughs) We're curious about what's going on. Okay. Well, luckily, Uh, I have a husband that changes diapers. That's right. This is a homegrown show here, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of baby, naked baby interruptions, possibly. Oh, that's gross. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, uh, oh okay. There are worse from that. So um, we'll get into kind of some of the, uh, the ways that we all support each other. But I first, I think it's really important that we kind of set the scene for all of you of what role everybody plays in the support structure. So like, I think each of us have our own, you know, right. We go to one person or the other for certain things. You know, it's like, if I, Allie, I go to you and I'm like, I'm going to jump off a bridge. Should I do it? You're like, fuck yeah, you should do it. And then I'll call (laughs) whenever you want a yes to a bad idea. (laughs) Exactly. You're my yes to a bad idea. Maddie, you are just the most empathetic, warm, loving support for me. I call you and you just, I hang up the phone. I'm like, I got this, man. (laughs) Megan, you are the practical sounding board for me. So like, let's talk about the role that everybody plays in kind of supporting your life. I'd be interested to hear what each person thinks their role is. And Ooh, then, I like it. I like it. Oh, very practical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. I could Do sit here and be s- like, oh, this is what I think. And you guys start will be like, us off. what the hell? Uh, well, I think you nailed it with me. I think I am the person that you come to when you want practical advice or just kind of, as you say, like bringing you back down, yeah. off, talking mm-hmm. you off the ledge. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't always think that's the best thing. Um, I think you all know me well enough to know that if you're calling me, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> so <laughs> I have been, I have been on the precipice of making what I know is to be a bad decision, and I purposely won't call you now. <laughs> who, who do you call instead? You, <laughs> Allie, <laughs> Allie Murphy. But yeah, I think yeah. I think I kind of have that grounded perspective. I think, yeah, and. I'm not always able to do this with myself though, but I think I can look at other people's situations, especially you three, because I know you three so well. And I know if you're vibrating off course uh, and kind of how to, how to, well, just like emotionally, right. And how to just put things in perspective because in our family, especially we all tend to kind of knee jerk react and I do the same thing, but (laughs) (laughs) it's easier when you're on the outside to recognize that in the other person. So like I think that's Megan, what I play. It's a perfect example. And you totally do. Megan called me the other day and she's like, you've been posting quite a bit about your mom and your grandma, both who passed. I was a little concerned. I just want to check on you. If that was, she felt me vibrating in that direction. And she was like, here it goes. So yeah. And Meg, Meg, like for example, like when my life exploded last year, Megan and I like couldn't even think about next steps. I was homeless. I had no job. I had nothing. Basically, <laughs> Megan's like worst nightmare. And, and that, well, a lot of people's worst nightmare, mine included. And Meg was just like laid down the steps. Like I had no money. And Megan went through my finances, Megan and her husband, Peggy, like with me and like laid it all out in a way and gave me structure. Like, you know, you got this. Look it. You have a plan. And like, I am so grateful for that. And now I do it for myself a lot better when it's like something I run away from like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to cut it this way. And I'm like, well, let's just sit down and do the run the numbers. And I think Megan is so good at that. And it's so helpful. But part of your, part of your being like your people or finding your group of, you know, women or whoever it is that support you is like being vulnerable and going, here's opening up 
and revealing like what your finances are. When you're at that place, you need people that you can be totally vulnerable with and just share it. I think it's an amazing, as someone who themselves is like, tried so hard to keep it together and be like, no, I know everything. I'm 27. Of course my life is in control. Um, with that, shaking off that arrogance and just being like a vulnerable mess, but also your people hold you accountable. Exactly. So it's that loving thing of Megan has had to deal with me chugging nice beers, her, her, her husband and hers, nice beers on their couch, just like crying and her being like, great, I support you, I support you. She adds um, structure and realism to some of my schemes. Because yeah. I came in with five schemes. One of them, yes. list, I was like, oh, I'm just going to yeah. get a work visa and go to Australia. Why not? <laughs> we, we made even, a decision Even treat. that one, I was like, let's think about this one. <laughs> Megan, and Megan just went in that moment like, huh, okay, running away much? And I was like, I guess there's... Mm. I guess there's no point. We sat down, because you had so many decisions to make at the same time. You and I sat down, and we literally made a decision tree. <laughs> it was That's the most practical thing oh I've ever my heard. God. Holy <laughs> shit. I just wanna, she lit up when she said decision tree. I love them. The glow in Megan's eyes is real. But also, it helped me so much, and it's what's been my guiding path subsequently. So I still don't know what's going on. However... At least now it's like, I just follow the branches of the decision tree. Oh, <laughs> Jess is shaking her head. Just, so it's so classically perfect for you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to yeah, call Megan- you for my next decision tree. <laughs> so it sounds like my self-assessment matches. Yes. <laughs> of course it does. Of course you nailed it. Of course. Yeah. Okay, Allie, let's go to you. What do you think? I, I think I, oh, I, see, I don't know. I really don't know. I think... That I am a ga- gamer, definitely. I'm usually a yes. Like, whatever you feel you must do, you should do it. And I'm pretty good about holding people to what they say they want to do. You know what I mean? Like, um, holding people accountable, I think. I also, I think I'm very understanding. Like, I, I don't judge a whole lot. I think I'm... Like, you could come to me with pretty much anything, and I'll be like, I did that yesterday. And, like, <laughs> um, so I think I'm I'm a good sounding board in, in that regard. But I don't know. I don't know. I think that's true. I think what you're, one of your greatest gifts to my life has been um, to find the humor or the light in something that's really difficult. Like, you, you, are, you are exactly what you said you were, but you also bring this, you know, ability to just laugh. Like you bring laughter and light to a really dark situation at the right moment. It's not inappropriately inserted hysterical. It's just, um, it's per- it's perfect, perfect timing always. Yeah. And you recognize the humor in your own situation. Exactly. And you've been through some shit. So for you to sit back and just, even through the tears, just recognize how absurd some of the situations you find yourself yes. in. Yeah. I think, I think like absurd, absurd. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie is just an absurd human being that I adore. And I think one of the, my favorite things is we have so many nicknames in this family and one for Allie is cockroach, which sounds so mean, but what it, it comes down to is from the jump, Allie has always down. And, um, once she was, um, staying at my place in Chicago and I was reading and I didn't want to bother her. So I had a flashlight on my phone and Allie, uh, was deep asleep. She rolls over though, wakes up to see that I'm reading my flashlight and go like, what you doing? Reading the dictionary. And I panicked and I started flashing my phone at her going, get out of here, cockroach. And Ellie <laughs> immediately without missing a beat just goes like, 
All right. And rolls over, falls asleep. And that's Allie, where it's just like she walks into these crazy, amazing, stupid situations and brings humor and light to it. And then Ooh. it's just like, she's a cockroach, baby. One's <laughs> always going to survive. <laughs> one one I, thing that I think Allie is so great at doing, especially for me and my relationship with her, is inspiring me to do things that I wouldn't normally do. Because Allie, you just jump into new situations. You have absolute fearlessness when you embark on these new adventures. And for me, who's not much of a risk taker, I see that as so inspiring. And you figure it out. You always land on your feet. You are the cockroach. You're the cat. You're the... (laughs) You're whatever... I mean, you just always make it work. And to see how far you've come just within the past year with your life blowing up, your own quarter life crisis, it's so inspiring. And so I go to you when I need some kick in the ass emotionally to just face my fears. Yeah, you don't ever judge. Like, there's been so many times where I'm determined to judge myself, and you're like, no, that is that is how you feel, and that is valid. Yeah. And it's such a Feelings are facts. beautiful moment. And also, you are the queen of, you've taught me where I used to feel like I needed to have a plan spelled out, and you couldn't deviate from it. And just the idea of like, hey, no, I'll figure it out. I can it's go like, to Australia. I, I'm going to just go to Australia. But it's just that matter of like, it's one you decision. It's one decision of, okay, where are you going? Or what's next? And you don't have to be like, and this is how I'll do it. And here's a three-point plan. It's simply like, mm, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm would you capable. say? Would you say it's branches on a tree, Maddie? And I think something for me that's I'm trying to be better at because I was, you know, like in a relationship so long that I pr- probably I shouldn't have stayed in as long as I did, and you know, a few situations because I get very loyal and in. And I'm trying this year to get even better about like you can always change your mind. And so like with Maddie's like new breakup and with any decisions we all make, like I just think it's so important to remember. And I'm working on you can always change your mind. Yeah, always, always. So like for me, I know I know sometimes my our mom does this. Um, sometimes it can get like frustrating when an older, like wiser woman is kind of like smiles at your pain and you're like, what's wrong with you? But I think it is coming from this place of like, oh, I know you're going to be okay. And I feel that with you guys all the time. So like, I feel like I'm able to inject this humor because I don't worry about you at all, you know, like ever. I'm like, oh yeah, I know this sucks right now, but I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I I can't wait to see you in six months. That's and such a good that- way to put it, mm-hmm. Allie, because I feel the exact same way. Yeah. Like, you guys are always just going to be fine because it, it just is that you just make it happen. You handle it. Jess, didn't you, when you had a break, you had a breakdown in a Chipotle. I did. Oh, yeah. Remember? I oh, did have a like, breakdown in Chipotle. Yep. <laughs> what was it? You were like, you were crying into your burrito. I was crying into my burrito. I had had my. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, really? Because you're crying into a burrito right now. <laughs> Let's not forget, we called Chipotle to see what time they opened. <laughs> so we were the first people at the door licking the glass before they opened. And then you end up crying in, it's the perfect in your burrito. It's to have a breakdown, really. Mm-hmm. Plenty really of skins. I'm sure you you're not your the first. <laughs> Meg, next thing you, Meg, next thing you know, you're singing into a corn <laughs> It's our metaphor for when you're just not having the when best day. When you're just day. having the worst day. Like me, last week I found myself sobbing in a TJ Maxx. And that's, and that's like, oh, this is a singing into a corn dog. <laughs> oh, I was crying in a Target parking lot the other day. I look over, there's several other people in their cars kind of doing the same thing. 
Uh, Jess and I rolling into the in and out at like just when it opens and I'm in San Diego yeah. and they're like, do you, and they're like, um, you're planning on eating this in the car, correct? And we're like, how did you know? <laughs> well, in fairness, we were massively hungover from the night before. That's what most of these food related yeah. stories. Were, yeah. Hangover stories. Yeah. But they did give us a lap mat and we just pulled over in a parking spot and I think we ate our burgers in like literally a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. We didn't yeah. even talk. We just looked at each other and chewed. <laughs> No, we didn't. And that, oh, that was after a story I won't tell about an incident on a golf course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nope, we're going to leave oh. that one. This is a family oh. show, Allie. Oh, we all know that story. Oh, we know that story. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right, let's go let's to go, Yeah, let's go to Maddie's. All right, Maddie, tell us about what you think. It's so weird because it's like, uh, probably because I'm the youngest, I've always viewed you guys as like my mentors and my my crazy spirit guides. So to be like, Oh, what purpose do I serve? Uh, it's interesting just cause I was like, do I serve a purpose? Uh, Man, we've been meaning to tell you, <laughs> is this my, we're, we're the fat this year, man. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Quarter life crisis. This quad's becoming a trio. <laughs> well, I'll just hop on a plane to Australia and <laughs> Megan's consulted the decision tree. And yeah. <laughs> we, we've made a list. <laughs> you didn't make the cut. You're very short. You can reach nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wears very tall shoes. All my dreams are dead. I'm going to go to Australia and live as a vagabond in Sydney. Um, I guess maybe I think that I'm just empathetic and I, I hope certainly that I'm just a, a cheerleader. Like I hope that you can call me and know that I support you and I'm proud of you, I guess is all I can say. And that you f- feel heard. Maddie, you're perhaps the nicest person I've ever met in my <laughs> of life. All time. Yeah, like, it's actually annoying. It's a little much. No, you are the person to call when you just need someone to just be there and love you and give you words of encouragement. You never present the negative. You never make us feel bad. You're just the most positive presence, and you're just a little tenderoni. You are. You feel so deeply. You do. Guys, it's a problem. I have to, I know I have to tell you to be mean sometimes because you just put yourself out there so purely and so raw and it's such a great quality, especially in your profession. You're an amazing actress and I think that's how you're able to be so amazing on stage, but you are just the most empathetic, most understanding person. So I call you when I just need someone to just say, I'm so sorry. I'm here. What can I do for you? Um, on more than one occasion, Maddie has ninjaed over to my house and left some sort of sweet something on my doorstep when I'm having a bad day, like flowers, chocolate, trashy magazines, something to uh-huh. just brighten my day. I know. Well, that's, that's different from how she treats me. Okay. Well, that's, there's, <laughs> she, kicked, she kicked open my door in college. I've been answering my phone. I was beat up about some troll. I was laying in bed, like all depressed. I wasn't answering Betty. She kicks open the door and throws a Ziploc bag of pizza at me and rips over the curtains. But Alice, you know, she brought pizza. Oh, I, Maddie is Maddie sent me a text yesterday that said, Hey, how are you? Like, and I'm like, oh, that's so nice. And Maddie, um, even like uh, once in college, I remember mom must have told her I was having a bad day and I was like feeling not cute or something. I, ca- I called mom and said like, no guys like me, I'm not pretty enough, whatever. <laughs> Next day I get an email from Maddie who's a sophomore in high school with like four paragraphs on, I just want you to know 
that mom told me that you don't feel beautiful this week and I'm here to tell you that you and I <laughs> like from a summer and I go, I'll never forget it. And it's just and it's and she's really proactive too with it. Like she does like I she doesn't wait for me to call her. Like she proactively is always checking in. And even like in times of her life when she's going through all this tough stuff, she's still texting me to see how I'm doing. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Maddie, there was a moment, same, there was a moment for me that I'll never forget. And you've been that same, mirroring the same sentiments, you've been that way for me. Every time I call you, I feel like my heart is being held because you Mm -hmm. just understand it so beautifully because you listen and you really internalize it when I'm telling you something. But there was one moment and it was after my mom had died and I flew into Chicago and I was, I remember I was crying on the plane when I got off because I was like, what am I going to do? My mom always meets me at the airport. And just the, the fact of that not happening for the first time was I, I was pre freaking out about it. And I, rem- I didn't know who was going to be there or what was going to be happening. And I remember that coming down the escalator and you were standing at the bottom of the escalator okay. and you just, you just stood there and you looked at me and you opened your arms. And I remember like my big, tall five foot nine, nine frame collapsing into your tiny little frame and you just held me and you just cried with me and it was perfection. And it was, I remember that I remembered that the rest of the day. I was like, it, it was, you were the perfect person to be there. Because I just felt you love me without saying a thing. Oh, so it was a really beautiful moment. And I'm I, internalizing this shit. Right just now. you cry it out, girl. You cry it out. Look at Allie. <laughs> you can't see her on the screen. She's shedding a tear or two. Maybe. I maybe you're hungover. <laughs> Did we lose you? She's frozen. She's frozen. You look great. Oh, Fritter here. I'm back. I don't know, you guys. It's like uh, it's so lovely to hear these things, and it's so strange for me because it's like I. It's just you guys are so easy yeah. to love it's not oh. a oh i have to i'm gonna put myself out there to support these people it's just like it's it, to me it's simply like i adore these people they're my people they give me my decision trees and let me <laughs> especially now i'm glabbing on all of you because i need a lot of support of just like it's so easy it's it's yeah. just doesn't that change for just to segue for a second doesn't that change how you allow other people into your life because once you've had it this way and you have such a strong support and it's so easy, like all other friendships for me kind of bump up against that. And that is, that is the filter through which I allow or don't allow people into my orbit, like my very close orbit. It's if I, it doesn't feel easy. If I don't feel supported, if I can't feel loved at my darkest moment, I can love you from afar, but you know, I can't let you into the deepest caverns of my life. So, um, it's so beautiful that it makes it hard. Yeah, that's some boundaries I've noticed you, like, actually getting better at, just like, throughout the years, because you're so giving and open, and you're such a, uh, like, a community grower. You bring people together so well. You connect people, and you love, like, creating these these safe spaces for other people. And I think, like, it's it's been really cool to see you also now take stock in, like, what you need more and than ever and set your boundaries and just like see you bloom from doing that, which I know is difficult for you because it's hard for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jumping into, yeah, that's what. Hold on Al. We lost you for a second. We're waiting for her to come back. Oh, and it was so insightful. I know. You You just. All right. We're having some technical Allie. Hold on one sec. We're having technical difficulties. You lost me. Hold up cockroach. (laughs) She's not going anywhere. (laughs) So while, while we're waiting for her to come back online with her incredibly insightful, lovely words about me, 
Um, I think my, are you here? I'm Uh, here. Um, I guess I'll I'll just say, I think, I think my role in, in life has changed a lot lately. And I think my role in dynamics has changed a lot lately. I think I do love bringing people together to what Ali was saying before. It's my joy. I love to have, I just love the energy and the spirit of bringing good people together to have a good time, a good conversation, to collaborate, to share the wealth, the love, the knowledge, whatever it is. I think before I used to be a bleeding heart and it would, I I think that's kind of changed and I'm becoming much more practical, probably thanks to your influence, Megan, and I'm becoming empathetic, but I'm kind of distancing myself from um, internalizing it too much because I had I, I went through so many awful things at once that I had to start to protect myself. So I think my role is changing. I don't know if you guys see that or feel that, but I think it's um, I may be morphing into something that's a little bit less frenetic and crazy mm-hmm. than I was before. Well, I'll start. I think your role to me has actually stayed the same. It's just within that role what you the guidance that I'm getting from you has changed. Yeah. So you're my, like my older sister. And you and I were the only two in the family for a very long time. So I've always looked up to you and you've taught me so much that you don't even know. Um, just me observing you. Oh God. It's not, you know, (laughs) at some points, five years is a close age gap and sometimes it's very large, but you always made me feel like we were the same age. You just, you always brought me into the fold. So I've always looked up to you. And one thing that I admire most about you is your fierce protection of family. Yeah. And at times that's been a challenge in this family, in our extended family. You know, the the four of us have always been very close, but there are some people at different stages in our lives that have not been great influences for the rest of us. And we had to protect our hearts. And I tend to swing a little on the harsh side when it comes to putting up walls. <laughs> Are you guys surprised? <laughs> Basically, the one person I'd never want to have on my computer is Megan. No, and I just got the chills. <laughs> no, and you know that's something I need to work on, and I'm trying to work on. But you are always there just to remind me that I need to be more empathetic at times, and sometimes I fought you on that. <laughs> but you are just you're just such a positive role model and everything that you've gone through has been something that I've been watching and learning from and seeing your, you evolve. It's just remarkable and it's hard to put into words really just, you are so many things to me. And I think to all of us, we, we would all feel the same way. It's really hard to put you in a box. And I think that's actually your greatest quality is that you can't be put in a box. You are constantly evolving and it's really cool to watch your evolution. Yeah, Jess, you and for me, you've always been, Jess and I are 10 years apart. And so Jess is this gorgeous, effervescent human. Everybody in the family is. But but I remember feeling so other than her growing up because, you know, puberty is the worst. And there's this beautiful, wonderful human that I just felt like, oh, I cannot, I cannot, I don't possess these qualities. And, and to be in awe of them and to find as I've grown older that Jess has always been a touchstone for me of just like, we don't chat necessarily every day, but once a week, once a month, whatever it is, it's just as locked in. Hey, here's where I am. Where are you at? And it's hilarious and it's loving. And I think for me, it's been so amazing to see this incredible human that I at first as a kid just understood as like this kind of <laughs> untouchable, beautiful woman who, who had it all together. And to see that this is this ferocious 
human being who charges through life, whose life has made, she's had so many amazing adventures that she forged. And it's inspirational for me, um, to be coming up, um, through my various life stages and just seeing this amazing, immense example set. And I think to, to bring it back to what Megan said, it comes down to, you taught me to be vicious, viciously loyal about family. <laughs> my greatest feature. <laughs> you taught me to be a monster. But I mean, like, viciously loyal to family, that whatever that meaning is for you, your friends and your family, exactly. your people are everything. And I found more and more, it's like, it's true, shit can go down, but if I didn't have my people mm-hmm. or if someone that I love is hurting and I'm not there for them, my job is that. Because in the end, like right now, I'm leaning heavily on all y'all. And uh, I wouldn't have that if there wasn't that sense from the jump of, these are my people, I will fight for them because I know that they'd fight for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. And Jess, I'd say like I laugh. I think. I think you, your presence too, because we don't get to see you as much, always brings out a different, like brings out a different side in all of us, which oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. seeing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when you're around Jess, Megan is like way, like Megan is just like does the weirdest shit. It's so when awesome. Only when you're around. You know what? And I, I think it's because I'm like the oldest when it's just mm-hmm. me, Allie and Maddie. Yeah, and when I you're around, around, I'm not the oldest I don't have to be like the quote-unquote responsible oh one. Oh my god there have been some classic <laughs> freaking moments from you Megan so for so Megan just to set the scene really quickly Megan is the sneakiest funniest person like if you aren't paying attention and she throws a joke and, out and please don't pay attention <laughs> you you're missing out because some of the things she says are so sneaky and I just collapse into a puddle on the floor and it's hilarious um but it's I love when when you get a little drunk and then you get a little goofy <laughs> Yeah. She spits the she spits gold. Just pure gold. It's great. It's the best. Yeah. And and like Jess, like seeing you, like you're also the weird I love that too about you, Jess, is like because to look at you, I think people like you told the story about like people from high school used to think you were a bitch because you're beautiful, beautiful. and tall and confident and all these you, things. You bitch. I feel you bitch. <laughs> Actually, I don't like you anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was really and tough when I'd be sitting with you waiting at a restaurant and people would come up to you and say, I'm an agent at such and such oh model God, agency. That's like the pyramid scheme model agencies. They hire anybody off the street. Well, yeah, imagine weren't. being a 13-year-old toe yeah. sitting next to your 23-year-old ass. They were not yeah. approaching me. Look, shut it. <laughs> shut it down. But you're so humble and you're way goofier than anybody would ever, like, no, in seeing you, you'd be like, oh, that girl drinks rosé and, you know. <laughs> She's too pretty to have a personality. <laughs> yes, but then, but then you're this absolute looney tune. So, like, going out with you in San Diego and stuff, like, I, it's just so fun. Like, it's just, it's so fun to see people even react to you. <laughs> I'm sure. Because they're like, wait, she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen, and she's insane. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, I know. I love that my insanity is appreciated. Thank you. Yes, indeed. indeed. So let's talk about, okay, so we're all going through these different things. Let's, Let's do one thing. Let's talk about what has been your biggest lesson so far. And I can start. Um, I think my biggest lesson has been to, um, live in the moment and forgive everything. Uh, and that stems from, and love hard, truthfully, that stems from, you know, for those of you that don't know, I lost my mom suddenly, my grandma within a year of each other. And those were my two, those were 
the loves of my life and my soulmates. In the process of that, I, after that, I lost my stepdad. I got a divorce. I moved. I started a new job, and this all happened at once. And I was in this. I mean, I remember laying on my floor in my empty apartment, crying, not wanting to be alive, feeling no purpose, and thinking that loneliness in that place is the worst. It is the worst feeling, and I would never wish it on my worst enemy. But what comes, what came from that for me was one: resilience is a choice, and you have to rebuild your life, and it's a choice. Two: you need your people, and you have to lean on them hard and, and allow them to love you, and Time is currency, and it's so precious, and every minute is so precious. And even if someone, you know, hurts you or betrays you or can't help themselves, they're an addict, they're whatever, it's just love them anyway and love them hard and be present with the people that you love when you're around them because at any given moment, time can shift and circumstances can shift and anything can change. So my biggest lessons are just are those, and it's they're pure. And I've never really – I'd had a lot of hard lessons in my life growing up, but I think – those were the, there were just moments of clarity where that was an aha for me and they are so simple, but they are so powerful. Um, and I think it's allowed me to be a lot more present and engaged in my own life on a really authentic level. And just engaged. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. (laughs) Oh yeah. And I'm engaged again. Yeah. Yeah. And just nice. Ali Jay is Jay. My fiance is sitting over here working the soundboard and he's smiling. He's like, yeah, nice throw. So I'm in love again after all of that devastation and, um, and Jay, to um, just a quick segue for you, to to have somebody love you when you're at your darkest um, and love you back to light and accept you for who you are and accept your life and everything about you as you are is the most beautiful feeling in the world. And everybody should chase that, period, the end. And if I would have known what I know now 20 years ago, my life would have been very different in a beautiful way. So side note, thank you, Jay. Anyway, who's next? I'm going to cry. Get over it. Meg, you're up. <laughs> oh. It's hard to say what the biggest lesson is, but one that's top of mind for me is learning to just go with my vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, I don't know if it was how we were all raised and if you guys share this feeling, but I always felt like if I wasn't moving forward all the time that yeah. I was failing. Oh, yeah. oh, and yes. I think we're, we're all a family of high achievers. So to think that we're not constantly pushing ourselves and making progress in a tangible way is really uncomfortable. And it always was for me. So I have learned to take a step back, not to, not to pursue things for the sake of feeling like I'm making progress. Um, so take a step back, get my perspective, what's important to me, slow down. Um, you know, I, I think I vibrate at kind of a slower pace, um, internally. And so when I was trying to push myself to always just go, go, go frantic pace with everything that was really uncomfortable for me. And ultimately it wasn't a good thing. And I tend to make bad decisions when I'm just making decisions for the sake of making a decision. Um, so I've learned to slow down and it's done wonders for me. It's made me worry less. I don't have anxiety issues anymore. Um, so just, it all kind of revolves around self-care for me yeah. on an emotional level. That's such good insight. Such a really big lesson for so many people in life because it's so easy to feel like momentum is progress and sometimes it's not. Yeah. I mean, one, one quote, and this is <laughs> the practical side of me, but I think, what is it? 10 minutes of sitting down and planning will save you an hour worth of spinning your wheels. 
Um, so, you know, before I embark on something, you know, just sit down think yeah. about what I'm trying to accomplish. Decision tree. Yeah, the decision <laughs> tree. I think that would have saved us all a lot of trouble in relationships. Um, okay, so we lost Allie. We're going to try to get her back, Maddie. No, I'm here. I'm oh, here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, shoot. We lost your beautiful face. Okay, I'll, uh, Maddie, what's yours? Oh, man. Well... I currently define this period of my life as I'm a shambles woman, <laughs> shambling around. Um, I think my biggest lesson, and it's certainly why I'm here now at this stage of my life, is um, stop, stop with the should be's. I lived and made so many important decisions early in my life. What I studied in college, um, like, like for example, I've always been interested in acting. And I knew it when I was 10 and I didn't say anything because I'd already in my mind, I was like, that's stupid. I'm not good enough to do that. It's a stupid career path. Don't pursue it. You are good at this and academics and this pathway. And I made myself follow it. And then all of a sudden later in life, I just, I, I didn't have the the patience and I just couldn't pursue this path of who I was supposed to be. And I spent years kind of having to break it down and figure out these aspects of my personality that I'd simply just, just picked up and put on because I thought that was a a mold I had to fit. And, um, it's been a really beautiful, painful, cool process breaking that town. But what makes me mad is again, this Megan was saying like, I'm in a fucking rush all the time. I'm in a headlong sprint. And to, to look back and be like, I wasted so much time and energy. So I'd say, um, I'm learning that there's the should be, and then there's the reality and to really respect and appreciate that I need to do what in this moment I feel is right. As opposed to what is smart, what somebody else expects of me, all that. Um, and I'm not particularly good at it. But it's a new muscle. You got to grow it. But it's just like, there's a part of me that feels excited every day. Sometimes I'm crying in a TJ Maxx, but I'm still really, really excited because for the first time, it's just that realization of my life is mine. Every decision is mine. And what a privilege I have that life. It wasn't, nothing is foisted on me. Like so many people have to deal with these awful circumstances. I don't. So what am I doing pretending and complaining and being unhappy when I could fight for whatever it is yeah. that draws me? Amazing. Um, Allie, what about you? Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think this one, it's, it was it was weird to me how when you asked this, Jess, I knew exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, and I have a long way to go, but the I I think the biggest thing I've learned is that I have nothing I have to prove to anybody, especially the people who love me. Because in relationships, I tend to, as such a, and I think this surprises a lot of people, um, even close friends of mine, is that I, even though I'm such a loud mouth and I do have a joke for everything, I am so sensitive. And I really... Mm feel deeply when I feel like someone's mad at me or frustrated with me or doesn't like me. It is like, I feel it so deeply and I can't get over it. So as much as I'm like a, Oh, I don't care, whatever I'm confident. And I am, it is like something that it impacts my decisions and makes me make bad decisions or cling on to somebody who doesn't maybe treat me well because I want them to like me. Um, and so it's just getting into the this stage of my life, even with work now, just remembering that I have nothing to prove. Um, because when I break it down and I think just like, oh, am I proving things to myself? Hell yes. I'm so proud of myself and I love what I'm doing. 
Um, so that's the biggest one for me is just like going forward, being single now at this time in my life and remembering that I'm not responsible for how other people react to me. I'm responsible for what I do and say, and that's all I can control. That's amazing. So that's a really big one. I think we can all I can all appreciate mm-hmm. that, Ellie. Um, yeah, and I and I I think like Maddie talking about like I think for a lot of people it's difficult to like take the road less traveled a little bit. There's nerve, it's nerve wracking there, but that's never been hard for me. Like I've always been, I've always that's been easy for me is like jumping into these kind of unusual situations and making weird choices, and that's fine. But I still am very concerned about what other people like. Oh, does that mean people think I'm flighty? Does that mean people think I'm, I'm the same way, Allie? And it's so destructive, isn't it? To your yeah. own, just to your spirit. Especially when you remember that so many other people are wishing they could do that, yeah. and you're too busy wish wondering what they think about what they you're doing. It just is such a waste. So I know. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to wind down the show, but. There are so many other stories. There are so many stories, and particularly um, Allie with your your newly single venture, and Maddie with yours coming up. That I th- and just from past life that I would love to share. And I'm hoping that we can get together and do this again, maybe in New York. Ooh! And do, oh, 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 for Allie's thirtieth birthday. So and, Ma- and Maddie's ten thousandth day. Yes. And Ma- wait, you're, that's your ten thousandth. In, in our family, so to explain, in our family, we have birthdays every year, but we also discovered the ten thousandth day because we're nerds and we know Excel math functions. So very quickly, Megan's husband discovered like, oh, your 10,000 days coming up. Um, That's a more impressive number. It than, is. I like it, that better it, than how many, days. how many years? Like, yeah. 10,000 days. So it turns out that my 10,000th day is Allie's 30th birthday. Oh my God, the world's going to end. <laughs> or we're going to end up at a Chipotle at 10 in the morning, hungover, like, like not even being able to function. I warned you guys, I mean, I'm coming in hot on <laughs> Friday yeah. and then I'm getting Megan's new getting mom new wasted. Mom mm-hmm. Megan's getting new mom drunk. Yeah. Guys, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna wear the newest crop top I own. Oh shoot. <laughs> Maddie's gonna have to dress me. I, I think it's awesome that Megan's making decision trees for us and I'm gonna make a Google Doc of all the trolls I'm dating on Tinder. <laughs> so we'll talk about your Tinder foils and all sorts of fun stuff coming up. But I just wanted to say thanks to everybody for listening and thanks to my people, my my confidants, the people that I love the most in this world for getting me through this shit and for being there when it, it's good and for being there when it's bad and for being there in every moment and being my champion. So um, hope that this hour that you've spent with us encourages you to find your tribe and, and don't feel bad about you know walking away from maybe people or situations that don't make you feel alive and inspired and safe. Uh, because it, it's really a, one of the most powerful things in life, and I think it can change someone's existence. So um, for the hope you have a, rest of, a good rest of your day, and as you walk out the door today, go be good, wise, and wonderful.